0: This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth news today at Portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Blues writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show, we assess the latest business and ask whether it's time to get excited about Gassan Hadmi's arrival after seven pre-season goals. Where next for Danny Cowley in his summer recruitment drive? Is there cause for concern? At the number of trialists still at the club, with just two weeks to go into the new League One season? And who are the new faces who are likely to become permanent recruits this summer? We're available from wherever you download your podcasts, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition downloaded to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at Portsmouth.co.uk. Hello and welcome to your latest Pompey Talk. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by the one and only Will Rooney to give you the lowdown on the latest from Fratton Park as we build up through pre-season and uh, just a couple of weeks away from the big kick-off. How's it got round to uh, getting closer to the to the,
1: the real action going on now? It's, it's creeping up on us, isn't it, Will? It is, isn't it? I mean, you think about us folks. Um, going down to train on the first day of pre-season and sort of without obviously the, you know, the cancellations of friendly Gosport for obvious reasons and the sort of stuff that went on to St James's Park. So it's been a bit of a disruptive pre-season for Danny Carley. Probably not his favourite pre-season, given that he's having an overhaul and recruitment um, proved difficult, hasn't it? Um so far And he's not willing to compromise. So we'll we'll talk about that, but. Um, yeah, two weeks away. It, uh, it certainly, has, certainly has crept up on us and there's still plenty of work to do. You, you'd have to say, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly that. I mean, I've been away for a couple of weeks, but a slight note of concern about trying to be too downbeat. It's like two weeks to the season, and we've got this kind of flux of trialists coming in and up. At what point do we need to kind of put that to bed? and get, get the squad settled down and start focusing on the games. I mean, you were speaking to one or two players this week about how it can be a bit... It's a,
1: it's a bit unsettled at the moment, really. Yeah, of course it would be, wouldn't it? Like, if you're turn up for training, we've seen it... We don't know, obviously, who they're the first day of pre-season. We've seen that Danny Carley put his players under contracts so of one did one drill and a trialist and a couple of the youngsters, over and Vincent on the other. But surely, if you're having all these faces in training, and, you know, I, I dare say some of them don't even get to know any of them or names and things like that. It must be it must be difficult. I think we know that there's a strong enough starting eleven, isn't there, at the minute? Um, but we know that depth is needed and um, I think centre midfield is uh, needed because we were discussing earlier, weren't we? If Tunnicliffe or Williams suffers an injury, then Pompey um, probably gonna be in, in real trouble, aren't they, if they if they start the season with just one senior senior midfielder.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I mean, with, with, with respect, I'm sure it's probably a bit harsh to look, look at his age, but Sean Williams goes into the veteran category now, doesn't it? Is, yeah. is he expected to play every every game next season? He might well do. He might well do. I mean, you, you look at Michael Doyle and people that that look after themselves. So it's a bit premature to judge that. But by the same token, an injury or two there, and it, it's a it's a real concern for Pompey moving forward. So. Um, I'm sure we'll move on to people that can come in and, and the trialists and the, and the bodies there. Of course, the other area that people will be talking about at the moment is the attacking area, isn't it? At least some good news on that front anyway this week, Will.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gassan, uh, tell you what, he's made some impression, hasn't he? Oh, Gassan, okay. I have, me. I don't know if you, I'm quite pronouncing that correctly. Oh, Hadley. Uh, had yeah. It was one thing to score a hat against, the, you know, a Tyron Hawks second half team, wasn't it? But... You know, to, to go and do it against the two football league sides, one in League One rivals, Burton, who we've seen when Burton turns up at Fratton Park last season, yes. when Danny Carley came up, you know, a well-organised side who Pompey struggled to break down. He scored a brace against them, and then a double leg, uh, against the Championship, an established championship outfit in, in Bristol City, who has a, a really strong 11. You know, they had Rob Atkinson, who, who moved there for a million and yeah. a half pounds this summer. Um so, yeah, I don't think it's just his goals either. Danny carly has been been impressed with. It's been his link-up play, his holds-up play, how he's brought others into the game, how he's combined with John Marquis. I mean, the only thing is, you haven't uh, had a chance to, to see him yet, yeah? so I'm sure you're relishing now at Luton tomorrow to uh, cast your eye over him for the first time.
0: I know. Uh, my old colleague... Um the first G sports writer so I worked with, Mark Storey, he, he never did pre-season me, he left it all to me, I'd get dispatched to all the games, and he'd rock up for the first game, I feel like I'm a, I'm a little bit, sort of taking take the lead from him, missing the last um, couple of weeks, uh, it, oh, it looks good from a, from a distance, I, I had me. I would again, another note of caution, I remember a few years ago, maybe seven years ago, Ryan Bird also looked a world beater in pre-season, <laughs> uh, similarly, he made a big impact at Hawks, and the, uh, he was very, very raw. So, can you just give it? Obviously, I've, I've done a bit of my homework on ahead of me, but just can you give an insight to the type of striker you,
1: you think it be be next season for Pompey? Will well, I think obviously, we know, Danny Carly wants to a target man. I don't think he's as such a, an Ollie Hawk and Safe. Or maybe not even a Jaden Stockley he looks a little bit more, a bit more mobile than than those. Perhaps. Well, um, yeah, he's just he's just an intelligent footballer for a twenty-year-old who hasn't played a, a lot of football and he only played six times at Real Oviedo's B team last season because he's got, he got a foot infection. Yeah. As well, I think, though, I think what we've got to expect is he will be hit and miss for a young lad's first proper low. We can expect some inconsistency. He might be a world-beater one day and, and struggle the next. And I don't think he's coming in as the, the main man, is he? Um, obviously, has got Marcus and Harrison and I dare say Carly Woods wanted another senior body in, wouldn't he? But, you're probably where you were putting a lot of your budget into Jaden Stockley. Maybe you can move that around now and get a, a different striker. I don't know. Someone like, I don't know, more of a goal scorer. Someone who's a, maybe, a, you know, a bit between a nine and a 10, who can play yeah. off the line a little bit, something like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it certainly uh, certainly bodes well for, for this season. And uh, we'll see how he gets on against Championship outfits in, in Luton and, and Peterborough in the upcoming games, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple of points that pick up on there. Do we, I mean, as I say, do we have to be a little bit reserved? Okay, everyone's very excited, and I'm seeing all the all the social media reactions to, to the seven goals. But of course, we should mention well, the mystery team that they played at St George's. That's been revealed now. Do we have to be a little bit? And does a me go into the category? I know Danny Kelly's looking for three or four, perhaps four young players to bridge the kind of gap between first team and, and being on the fringes. Is he one of those, or or do, and, and do Pompey need, do they really need another body up front as well?
1: I don't think so, no. I think he is firmly in, in the first-team Um, because he's been brought in, hasn't he, at the end of the day by Norwich. It's not like he's been signed permanently, and no. Pompey are looking to develop him. These players, they're signing, they're looking to develop for themselves for the future rather than, let's face it, have me come into Pompey's Norwich, looking to develop him, and Pompey get the benefits also. That's all lone moves work. So I think yeah definitely you would want to see another senior striker in, wouldn't you? We you know Ellis Hallison and John Mark have been here for two two seasons. And I know yourself and and Neil have have some concerns if those are going to be the two two senior senior strikers again who are meant to spearhead another promotion charge after falling short the last two years.
0: Yeah I think I think I echo all supporters or The majority of supporters um they've not they've not delivered I think I think Again, Danny Kelly himself has reservations about whether the, play, the two can play together. Um, so there's certainly uh, there's certainly room for concern. John Marcus, he hasn't just hit the straps. He was he was bought in for the big money. Ellis Harrison, I, I think, again, by his own admission, he hasn't hit the consistency he he would have liked. I think there might be something there with Ellis, but we just need to give him that consistent run of games to to get him up to the level that he can be effective. I think there's, there's a lot to like about Ellis Harrison's game, the unselfish nature. And I, and I certainly think that Danny Cowley would like that. But again, a lack of real consistency. When Danny was obviously looking to spend a premium for attackers, i.e., Jaden Stockley him the money that was being. Mooted to spend for Jadon the, the four hundred and fifty thousand, maybe five five and a half grand a week. That's certainly not going to be spent. That's not being spent on a Hadmi, is it? So no. it's, it must be being a bit malleable there and looking to maybe, as you, I think you just intimated quite rightly, that kind of that front end midfielder or even a, a second striker. I mean, maybe they might be looking to move move some way towards that area um, over over the remainder of the transfer window because this. There has been some moans, is not there? And and I'll I'll, I'll, let you know. I'll throw the grenade to you there. But there, you've seen the kind of a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, the other clubs are spending money." We've seen Moe to go to MK Dons is shaping up. We're dealing with freebies and and um, you know players that are out contract and loans and bits and pieces like that at the moment. Do you see Pompey spending money before the, before the before the close of the transfer window?
1: You'd have to say if they were going to spend that money on Stockley, there is some money there. You'd, you'd, yeah. you'd think there was, but. They're probably waiting for the right players to spend it on. Um, we know that Danny Carly, he said, he doesn't want to compromise, and we've gone through the domino effect with the Euros, etc. So maybe now Danny Carly's waiting for, for that money to, to spend it on the right players. Um, look, we know Pompey have, have cut the budget compared to what Kenny Jackett was working with before the salary cap. Mm-hmm. That's the owner's decision. We know the clubs have throwing money at it. Um, some clubs, Ipswich, Wigan, look like the two. That's their prerogative. And it, it's it's Pompey's owner's prerogative to do what they want. It's not like they're standing still and just, you know, guzzling up the profits because they've been hemorrhaging money, which we know, and investing into infrastructure and training guards, etc. So it's not like, you know, they're just, as I say, hoovering up every penny that's there, like say, you know, years, go, years gone by, say Blackpool, etc. the Oysters who, who've done that and taken money out of the club, they are putting money into the club but they have taking money out of the playing budget, whether fans think that's right or wrong, that's entirely the opinion, you can understand why fans are frustrated because ultimately what they want to see and the, the, the tangible things they see when they go to the game and watch the game is, is results rather than going yeah. to the training ground and and seeing the facilities but you know just at Bristol City you see their setup and you think wow this is absolutely superb and if Pompey could aspire to something like that then he would really be impressed if if, the, if they build something like that because that's you know training ground that's, um, that's just you know state of the art for a championship club and, and potentially you know they're still developing it so go even further if, if he do pick up so yeah frustrating but I do think there is money there I know you are you know a bit more about the finances is that something that, that you can care with
0: yeah I, I, I think that fans don't need to get too um, too downcast at the moment because I think Danny Cowley is very prudent I think there's, there is the money to spend there, there, there simply is that that in, in the budget it's been proven I just think that Danny Cowley's a diligent man um, he goes into his data room, doesn't he? And he's obsessive with, with, with the recruits. And, and as he said, and a lot we've picked up on at portswith.co.uk in recent days, today even, that um, he's not prepared to make a compromise on it. So don't panic, supporters would be the message. Um, I just, yeah, I don't think he would be the kind to kind of press the trigger just to spend the money. I think you're only, only going. The the money is there to spend, but I think I only spend it if it's the right person um, becomes Mm. available. And and the players are out there. And and there's also the narrative that it will switch the longer it goes on. Again, something that Danny Cowley's picked up on this week. um, That the longer it goes on, there might just be more gems that present themselves. If Pompey aren't going to be ready by August the seventh, for you know, for in terms of squad, it's going to go. It's going to go to August the thirty-first, but. As players, um, clubs get more desperate um, to generate funds, get players off their wage bill. Mm. Opportunities present themselves late in the window. I know managers in the past that have gone for players and then that other player they were looking at becomes available, but they've, they've been keen to get the players in the building for, for, for the league football. So, yeah, and he accentuates the positive and he can just see that opportunity presenting itself. So, it actually may work out. There's hope in, in Pompey's, Pompey's favour. Um, but I think we should pick up on Jaden Reed and, and, t- you know, and give you an opportunity to talk about what you saw in in general at Bristol City As you, you mentioned earlier. The the Robin's High Performance Centre, very very grandly named, isn't it? Um, uh, how was that? I mean, three three the game, and um, what was what was your insight and, and, and in particular with reference to Jaden Reed, the other new addition this week?
1: Yeah, just touched on the game in first half. Pompey were absolutely superb against, as we say, a, a strong championship. Championship outfits. Um, Sean Williams looks, you know, kept things ticking in the middle. Um, May and Marcus linked up well. Um, Robertson, very, very shrewd addition. And even Ronan Curtis, you know, wrote about it, you know, he 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 is he wants to leave, but he said he went down to us and you know, to give all the effort he did in a pre-season friendly, fair play to him. Fans have opinions on Ronan Curtis, but you know, he did not lack effort and how many times you see a players who want to leave, won't bother, won't want to get injured, anything, they know they want to go, fair play to them, Hats off to them. In terms of Jaden Reed, I mean, it was hard to judge because when the trialists came on, it was 2-1 and well, Pompey had just missed a chance to, to go free and a look, actually through curses and then Bristol, Road, Bristol City got one back and then the trialists came on and Bristol City didn't make any changes so... It wasn't a surprise. Bristol City grabbed two quick goals because you've got, you know, eleven new players getting into the game. We've got Bristol City in a in a groove and a team of trialists against the championship side. Well, not all trialists, but you know, it was not expected. But so it was difficult and the extra 30 minutes, it it got a little bit tiresome towards the end, especially in the heat. But Jaden Reed, yeah, um, looked good against the Hawks. He was one of the few standouts, and then he was obviously the um the engineer for, for Pompey's late equaliser, which was scored by Bristol City's... Uh, I think it was uh, Marley Francois, who, who was lent after Lee Brown's injury. But yeah, he looks like he's got plenty of pace, raw raw attributes, things for him to, to work on. And it's just a matter matter now whether Danny Carley loans him out or he thinks, I want to work from closely because he had loans last season at Barrow and Walsall, didn't work out. So maybe Danny Carley's thinking... I need to work with him and give him more attention and alone clubwards club because if he goes out on loan to League Two again, he's not going to get the sort of attention and time from a manager that he would probably under Danny Carley because he's going to be Danny Carley's project, isn't he? At a, just, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see see what they do. But he's a player who's impressed in pre season, a lot of, of raw attributes. So will we see him? Will we see him in the league? Will, I don't know. we play played four championship appearances. If Rowan Curtis leaves and they're waiting on a replacement, maybe he might feature on the bench, etc. But um, not one for the future, and it's nice to see Pompey are actually willing to, to invest in these players.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, just speaking to uh, our friend Neil Weld at Pompey, he thought there was about sort of late trolleys on um, on Tuesday. I just Obviously, there, there's a lot of focus, a lot of names being thrown around that, uh, at uh, this stage, um, I think again Neil Allen saying this week that he thinks it's up and up and around thirty trialists, which is quite incredible. That, that, that harks back to the days when Pompey were fighting for their survival under Guy him, and there was a different group of players and, and Michael Apperton before that. But can you kind of for the for the viewers and the listeners just cut through the kind of the chaff get the wheat from the chaff for us here, because? There's a number of players being mentioned, isn't there? And, but some, it seems to be more preferential. It's starting to formulate more for Danny Cowley and towards one or two trialists over, you know, others, isn't there? So um, where, where do you see the likes of, um, you know, maybe Jay Mingy and one or two others to, in terms of coming into the frame?
1: Yeah, I mean, Jay Mingy's one who, again, featured in the Hawks and he's one of the, the standout performers. just the deep line midfield, a real energetic, high-octane performance. Um, and and he's been kept around since, what was that, that Hawks game? Was that, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks oh, yeah. ago? Yeah. yeah, a
0: couple of yeah, a couple weeks ago. Of, so
1: he's been kept around. And, you know, you've seen lads like Magic Gomez, established League One player. Jake Hesker played a lot of League One games leave. Jay Mingy probably falls into that brackets of the younger players, who are a bit of a project. But I know that Certainly one senior member of Pompey's squad has been been impressed and, and singled him out when I was here uh, speaking to him after the, the Bristol City game. Then you've got the goalkeeper Corey, Corey Day, who he fits the bill of the, the third choice keeper Pompey would like to get in. A few and league appearances. So if for any reason both Bass and Bazunu for out, i.e. Bazunu could be on international break and Bass got an injury then Pompey can go out and, and get an emergency keeper. Um, massive six foot seven. Um, but he's not bad for his feet either. And that's what Danny Carly wants for, you know, a big, big, big lad. And you, could see, you can see he's been trying to take on balls what Danny Carly wants for his feet. And Danny Carly likes that, doesn't he? He likes players who are listening and, and willing to learn. Um, so we might just take a gamble on him. Obviously, we've seen Sean Goss, who turns up at, at Bristol City, um, in one, another one who's in... Non established League One player and um, you did your, your due diligence on him, I believe, after the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh Sean Goss, See, what did he do? Did he do an arrow? Aaron on Tuesday, perhaps was it? Um yeah, so just been doing the homework on, on Sean and um a lot of the stuff is, is obviously he was um at Shrewsbury last season uh, released there. But he's kinda of had a real tumultuous time time there. but I mean you go back, he came through at Exeter. Um, it's one of their sort of real bright young things, one of their brightest ever players. That's how they have seen down at extra, one of their, their, their brightest young academy graduates. Um, but was then picked up by Man United, um, went there and um, came through the ranks up into the under-23s. Um, was then brought into the first team ranks. I think he got a game, he went to America one pre-season, he played against PSG. Um, and then got into a Premier League squad against Watford but never actually got any football at Old Trafford then went on to QPR for half a million um, and played some games there um, amidst a couple of loans with Rangers. So he's been at big clubs, you know, yeah. being around been around. and, uh, yeah, I think and then he had a spell at St. Johnston as well before moving on to, to Shrewsbury. But a funny one there, I think he played 30 games the first season when he was bought in by Ricketts, but then Ricketts totally bombed him out. Uh, the second season, just didn't even give him a squad number. Didn't yeah, didn't register him uh, with the squad even um and then put him in with the, the kids and he was bombed out totally but when Ricketts went kind of November time he was then brought back in by Cottrell um and it utilised as an attacking midfield. I think he played most of his football as a kind of defensive midfield. He can play left midfield, centre mid, um, centre back at a push as well. Uh, but Cottrell used him as an attacking midfielder and he did quite well there um, at times. Got, got a few goals over the second half of the season for Shrewsbury. Um, but was eventually, I think, Cottrell wanted to form his own, own squad there. And he, he, he was moved on in the summer. So, um, yeah, for anyone that's trying to get an insight into the type of play, he says he models himself on Michael Carrick, which was got a grand statement. So... Um, I would have thought it was quite hard for him to make. I saw you gave him a six out of ten in your trialist review, didn't you? So it's
1: a bit hard. Yeah, for him to be, it was. You know. Yeah, it was hard I say. It's hard, to, especially in the middle of the park. It's hard to get all involved, isn't it? And Really grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Like Mingy didn't really do a lot either in um, that sort of game coming into it. Um, yeah, it's difficult to get on. Uh, you know, I know a couple of people have seen who were watching the stream, sort of he he did a couple of things, and you when you got your head in their laptop and things like that. Sometimes you yeah. missed a couple of bits when you're not watching it properly. But yeah, it was hard to get into that game. You'd like to, you'd like to maybe to, you know, get a chance from the start at, at Luton or something like that, and really try and get into the game. Maybe give Sean Williams a bit of a rest, as you mentioned, his, yeah. his age thirty four. Maybe just give him a bit of rest, by um, as we see with Jake Hesk if he got his chance to to start with me. So maybe give Goss a chance at, from, from the outset at, at Luton and see how he does next to, next to Tony Cliff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lewis Cox, the guy at Sh- uh, the Shropshire Star, he, he certainly thinks a lot of of, um, of Goss anyway. He thinks that he was surprised to see him going. Uh, of course, you pick up on one other talking point from uh, this week. Um, Brandon Mason, the um, the left-back from Cov, uh, came in, probably had a look What's your take on that and um, where he could possibly stand in terms of Pompey uh, and a longer-term deal?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've known all summer that Pompey needs another left-back, even despite Lee, uh, Liam Vincent coming in as the first sign of the summer. We've known that he was never going to be cover or competition for Lee Brown. And we've known that after Charlie Daniels left, it, that Brown needs cover and competition. Um, seemed Mason Alien expected, didn't we, on Tuesday after Brown limped out of a knee injury. Luckily enough, it's not too bad. It was just a, a bang and a, a bit of a whack rather than ligament damage. I think he was quite relieved actually because he says it, it could have well been his his MCL. Um the way sort of I think he says his knee went into someone else's knee. Um or well, someone else's knee went into his knee and that could be quite quite bad if if, if it is if it's the wrong pass. So he's lucky. But yeah, I mean it was as I say it was difficult for him getting into it. But into it, um, put a couple of nice crosses in, and you think we're going to see him from the start at at Luton on um, on Saturday. He's that sort of not not as much of a project to say of Vincent, is he? He's got league experience under his belt, but what you he's an attacking fullback, which we know Danny Cowley likes, as we see him bringing in Keiran Freeman. But at this stage, would he be? Cover for Brown, or was it a competition? I'd be leaning towards cover more so. Um, but he might get his chance if Brown's out for the next few weeks. If he impresses, he might start the uh, start the season. Um, I'm sure. um yesterday we seen the uh, the Steve Seddon rumours. Uh, oh, did Put to i know You were a big fan of Seddon, weren't you? I'm oh. Sure, so you were there. Of course have oh. you seen that news?
0: Yeah, disappointing, isn't it? I'd love to see him back here. I'd love to. Um, I think one of the one of the players of recent seasons. Um I joined the Ben Thompson loving because so I think he's one of the best players I've seen. Not I'm not exaggerating in probably a decade at Pompey. Uh, but Steve Seddon was absolutely up there, you know, he's one of the one of the finest as well. Got the lot for a left back. Would have really fit him with um, Danny Cowley's game idea. I was gonna actually say yeah, I think probably isn't... might might be Mason's quite a natural fit for his game idea, perhaps more so than Lee Brown but Steve said, yeah lost to a, another rival who was spending a bit and spending well uh, in Oxford United. another one to look out for next season. My take on that is perhaps yeah, if there was an interest at all I, I, I don't know from Danny Cowley we know there was previously, but how many eggs would would um Danny Cowley given he's got a tight budget not not a cheap one not, not really, but he's got he's run into a tight budget. Would he want to put all his eggs in the, in the left back basket, or well, a fair few of those? Anyway, you know, would he want to seven I don't think would be too cheap. So uh, maybe he's looking just to kind of go a bit of a cheaper route then, save some a premium for, as we say, one of those that that spawn of the team.
1: Yeah. It. Well, they have close to the million pound wage last summer for Seddon when he wants them permanently potentially. So you know, yeah. obviously, it won't be as much as a million pound, given he didn't have a. Sin late spell at AFC Wimbledon didn't he with a year on his deal but you'd think it would be a substantial figure like wouldn't you
0: yeah I, I just um, yeah I, don't, I just think he, they, they, they were running yeah probably probably laughed them out of town um, when they whenever they were quoted the figure they were quoted just it was ridiculous and that was the end of that and that's what disappointed a lot of supporters a, a year ago so it, 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 he still had a, a year on his contract did he I'm, I'm not quite yeah so um, in that case then Yeah, they're having a go, aren't they? These teams are having a go, Uh, Wigan and and, and, and Ipswich and and the like. So I just wanted, before before we kind of, uh, you know, just have a kind of state of play, really. I mean, we've we've got eight signings in now, Will. I mean, uh, some decent business, some ones for the future, some ones for now. Where do you see the narrative in terms of the squad uh, moving forward between now? Where's the focus? Which areas do we need the bodies in?
1: I think he's got to get a couple of centre mids in, I think. I think he's got yeah. to. um At least one. Two, two you it? think. to at least one, another senior member, whether you go for another senior player and maybe someone like Mingy or, yeah. you know, but he definitely needs another senior centre midfielder in. Um And then you're probably, probably looking at, I'm just trying to think of the areas of the squad now, you're probably looking at maybe another centre-back. Yeah. Down with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, striker wise, you'd still want another one in, but that's not well. It is, you could say, it is a necessity, but maybe more areas are more pressing. And a lot of it will hinge on 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 them. Um, Case as well, whether he's out going, and we know that Michael Jacobs is attractive a bit of interest, yeah. and now he's edging towards full fitness. Will Will Ipswich um, reignite their interest? So yeah, look at what a month and month and five six weeks. Till the transfer window shuts still think it's going to be a flurry of activity, isn't it? Um, yeah. definitely still think there will be.
0: Well, the quote from Danny Kelly after the Hawks game, wasn't it? It was um, eight or nine. Then Freeman came in the next day mm. and they've had another two now. So you're looking at five or six and that tallies, if you say left-back, centre-back, two midfielders, striker, winger, that's your five or six, and that's without anybody's leaving, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that, that, could, that could even that could even go up to uh, go up to some more uh, moving forward. So uh, some busy busy uh, weeks ahead, no doubt. Plenty of us to get our teeth in them, um, and be digging out a few names. i expect, in the uh, in the coming weeks, probably even tomorrow. Actually, there'll probably be a few new faces, normally, isn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Trying to identify them. Best of luck. It's uh, it's hard work, isn't it? You get these trials for them. Usually, some people have a, a rough idea, and you get a bit of a help. So uh, hopefully, it, uh, hopefully, it comes through. But it should be a, a good test at Luton. You think, you know, established championship I look like they've been going about the business well this summer. Yeah. some decent players. Should be a, a, another decent test for Danny Carly's side. And I suppose it's nice to be facing all these championship clubs and going to Stevenage and Crawley like, um, like we used to under Jacket like we were used to under Kenny Jacks.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, and also, I mean, next week isn't there? Is a the is it? I don't know if it's in the offing. Chelsea under twenty-three just, was it on the on the schedule? Bognor, Peterborough, uh, Brighton as well, isn't there? That's still to come as well at their training ground. So, yeah, some busy periods. I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to Luton. Uh, just I mean, there's gonna be some fans present, and uh, and get back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it seems that I know. Danny cowley has got this idea about getting a certain amount of hours into his players, and he's certainly got the, the intense schedule, isn't he? So, uh, yeah, some some twists mm-hmm. and turns. But we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Will listen. Thanks for your insight, as ever. Fantastic stuff, and uh, we uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Okay, thanks everyone. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.